0: Sarah here with another episode of Life Unleashed. I'm here in the studio with Peekaboo who's joining me for the time being. Ask Sarah number two where we've taken your questions from Instagram and we're answering them on my podcast. Okay let's jump right into it. First question comes from Lola S who asks how do I get my puppy comfortable with taking a bath? Great question. Three key things. Number one Put a towel or bath mat on the bottom of your bath or tub. Dogs have a lot of sensory neurons in their feet. And if you throw them somewhere, they can't get a bearing. They're going to freak out. Towel bath mat on. Get get them used to being in the tub or being in the shower without water, with toys and treats and have some fun. Even put it on a cue like, let's go take a bath. Uh, then once they're used to that, introduce water slowly. Start shallow Work up a little bit, but remember the best way to bathe a dog is to fill a container, pour it over their back so they're not shocked by the sound and sensations of the faucet. Number two, Adrian Graham asks How do you know when it's okay to no longer leave a dog in a crate when you're gone? That is the million dollar question, and nobody escapes puppyhood without a laundry list of chewed items. So don't be sad if you leave your dog and they chew a couple of things. The best thing to do is create a safe room. Maybe it's a room where the crate is already in. You want to make that room as dark as possible. Could be the mudroom, might be the kitchen, could be your bedroom. Gate that room off, darken it, play some classical music, leave your dog with a busy toy or a safe bone and go. So we're gradually getting them used to being out of their crate, but not running wild through the house. Slowly open that area up, and once you see that your dog is restful when you leave, you're good to go. Abraham Azar asks, what is the best approach to helping a dog overcome fear, such as a fear of loud sounds? Excellent question. So a dog who is fearful is synonymous to like a teenager or even an adult who's anxious fear kind of takes over their sensibility. They're in this emotional tornado. And so how best as we loving them the way we do to help them gain more confidence when this sound or stimulation is happening. A lot of dogs have fear of everyday things, like you said, maybe a loud noise, a truck. Uh, They could be afraid of a thunderstorm or maybe children if they haven't been well socialized. Some dogs just are afraid of being left alone. So when your dog is afraid, you want to sit down, take a deep breath, and imagine what your dog is experiencing. There's no one magic bullet. We do know if they're afraid of something like a truck, the further away from the road you are, the less anxiety they're going to feel. So sometimes just creating space between the trigger and giving your dog a little time and helping them focus on other things like uh, maybe a toy or maybe just playing with you. My dogs love to play with me. So when they're anxious, I use play to help them feel more comfortable or soothing, soothing pats. But there are certain things you can't get away from, right? Like a thunderstorm or if, if they're kind of, caught and you have kids over and they can't get away from them, that anxiety can build to a point of panic. And dogs who are panicked may either um, eliminate all over themselves or some even bite. So the thing we want to focus on is what to do if my dog is fearful. I'm with them. I can't get them out by normal means. They're very nervous. uh, Maybe it's a storm. You want to create some safe words and a safe way of touching them. Pick like an obsession game that they love. If your dog is fearful, try to get them moving a little bit away from the sound, and if you can't get that, go into a darkened room. Can even be like a rest stop on the highway, but preferably you're close enough to your house, you have a nice quiet room, make the room dark, play some sound canceling music, Dogs love reggae, soft rock. Now you can stream dog music. Do something that's soothing and read your dog. You can pet them lovingly and just shh, shh, to try to calm them down. Um, if they are more comfortable under your bed or on your bed, that's okay. Now, I haven't brought up the foundation of how to help your dogs cope with anxiety and that is you need to stay very calm and relaxed. If you get anxious because your dog get, gets anxious, there's too much cortisol, there's too much energy in the room that's negative. So just breathe calmly, send happy thoughts to your dog, let them know it will be over soon, and just sit with your dog and manage the time. Debbie Haywood asks, how do I prevent my five-year-old lab from digging holes in my grass? Thanks for the last advice exclamation point. I love a good exclamation point. Well, a 5-month old dog digging in the grass is like a child drawing with crayons on a piece of paper. If they love to dig, you can't really talk them out of it. What you can do is put the digging on a cue. Like, let's go dig. Make a little area where they're allowed to dig. Maybe you have one like mulched area or a woodsy uh, part of the yard. If not, do what I did, which is I built my dogs a very large sandbox, and they love to dig in their sandbox. And it prevents, uh, you know, holes in the more manicured part of my lawn. Go out with your puppy to their digging spot. Dig. You can hide treats under the ground, treats or bones. You can make it like a fun activity. So when they feel the urge to dig, that's where they go. And if you don't have a place like that in your yard, you can take them to a field or on a, a trail hike and let them get out that digging impulse there. Lastly, you can fill the holes that they are digging with something repugnant to them. Some dogs find their own stool repugnant, so you could put, a, you know, a, some of their poops in there and cover it up. Some dogs really are repelled by certain oils, like oregano oil is generally not preferable to dogs or tea tree oil. Uh, What I'd want you to do there is just uh, put a few drops in the hole, put some drops on the outside of the hole, lead your dog over calmly, and just say, away, away, when they smell it and are kind of repulsed. Good luck. Carrie Bo asks, how to practice staying at home alone without barking or crying? This is, of course, challenging because when you're not there and they're barking or crying, if you come back, that's kind of what they had in mind. So to deal with these issues, what I recommend you do is be mindful of your interactions with your dog when you're home. For example... If they come up and badger you for attention, maybe whine or bark or paw you or stick their nose under your elbow, I want you to take your two hands and cover your face. If they're that demanding of your attention when you're home, they're freaking out when you're not home because being your social director is kind of their, uh, their modus operandi. So right away, teach your puppy or dog, sit watch I have videos on that on my Instagram sit and watch and that's gonna work to get anything they want have them sit and watch when you're feeding them sit and watch before you let them out of the door sit and watch before you get attention or give them a toy or a bone so sit and watch is the new nudge and uh, pester okay now again when your dog wants to follow you in the bathroom a positive voice as some weight block the entrance with your knee dogs don't like crossing you when your body part is in the way so cross wait go in the bathroom if you come out and your dog is whining and barking like you've been gone a year, just ignore them you can put your hands over your face just ignore them Let's say you have other people in the house and you ask your husband or partner or whoever to hold the leash while you go, you know, upstairs to make some popcorn. So in that scenario, you would tell your dog, wait, you would go up, make some popcorn, come back down. If your dog is hyper aroused, very stressed out, just ignore them until they calm down. It's best to leave a bone in those situations because you're teaching your dog how to stay busy when you're not in the room. Once your dog can cope with your being present but not accessible in your home, they'll be better able to cope when you step outside the home. Practice with short departures, simply walking out, waiting a minute or two, then coming back in, rewarding your dog. Also, remember when you leave, you can leave them with a safe chew or a busy toy. So they actually look forward to your departure because they're going to have this yummy, to or this um, frozen hollow bone with some stuffed canned food in it. Okay, Kieran, Tamhani, my dog barks a lot when she sees stray dogs and becomes uncontrollable. I'm from India. Well, it is because your dog is very overwhelmed being that close to another dog on a leash. Leashes compromise a dog's natural posture, When they see a stray and they feel tethered, makes them angry. Just think how you would feel if I tethered you. So the dog's frustration, adrenaline, cortisol mounts, and then they just wig out at anything around them. What I would recommend you do is play leash games. I have the walking squares and the turnabouts. Those are some fun leash games. And encourage your dog when they see a stray to come back to you by using just a little cup of treats. If calling them back to you as you step away from the dogs doesn't work, then when you see a stray dog, you have to take your dog, positive way, and just say, follow me, and move as far away from those stray dogs as you possibly can. It's, um, it's an unfair—those uh, stray dogs have an unfair advantage being off-leash. Okay, Esther Moon asks, how to read a dog's tail and body language— Great question. Tails generally wag to the right when a dog is happy and to the left when they're more pensive or alert. Also, the tail kind of follows the same trajectory as your arms. So if you're super happy, you stand tall, maybe somebody hit a home run and you do a wave, arms up. Tails also go up when a dog's super excited or happy. Now, You have to watch the tail because if it arcs over, becomes rigid and just flicks back and forth like a metronome, that dog can be on red alert and may bite or bark or jump in a way that would scare other people. So um, an arched up tail that's wagging widely is happy. When a tail goes down, a dog becomes more mindful of their situation. Um, If it's not wagging, they're simply being very still In that moment, there may be something in the environment they're scared of or a sound they can't process. Those are good times to give your dog direction. If their tail is under their belly, they're scared. Scared dogs have a tendency to pee or poop themselves. Scared dogs have a tendency to give other distress signals like licking their lips or or cowering to the ground. It's a fear response. Whatever your dog's afraid of, move them away from it. Take them away from what they fear. And be positive so that they don't have to process that moment alone. Say, follow me. Walk as way from the trigger as you can. Pet your dog lovingly so they calm down. If a dog is happy, just happy, content happy, the tail happens to wag kind of in the middle Nice swooping wags means they're very happy. Um, But if your dog's mouth is relaxed, their eyes are relaxed, they're just having big swooping tail wags, that that means they're in a good place. Thank you, Esther, for that great question. Roy Destiny asks about his six-year-old dog who sometimes doesn't want to go home. And, you know, that happens a lot. Home is often means that... Uh, They're going to be left alone. Home often means you're going to go off to work or start cooking a meal and not paying attention to them. So don't be super shocked if your dog just anchors it on the way back home or doesn't want to come in from the yard. I find using a treat cup, you basically just put treats in a cup, teach them a word like let's go home, shake the cup, begin to run with him so that eventually you won't even need the cup. Just the word home will bring pleasure and excitement to your beautiful dog. Okay, Callie Wren asks, I try to ignore my dog when returning from home, but it doesn't seem to help the jumping and barking. Okay, so some dogs get so excited when their people come home that they're beside themselves. They're like jumping and clawing. They they would climb into your womb if they could. If you have a dog like this, What I recommend you do for greeting is erect a gate and simply stand on one side of it until your dog calms down. Whether it's a little dog or a big dog being clawed and jumped on and barked at can be very overwhelming. But the key thing is when your dog is hyper aroused, you need to ignore them. So if they're in their crate, give them a few minutes to calm down, release them when they're calm. If they are in the house, put a gate on this side, you know, put a gate on the throughway there and stand on the other side, check your text, breathe normally, wait until your dog has calmed down and will sit before you engage and give them attention. Marvel asks how to calm my dog. Well, Marvel, there are a couple of things to bear in mind. When you are trying to teach your dog to calm down, reference the situation. Like what is exciting them? Is it somebody coming in? Can they run to the door? Can they jump all over them? There's no way if your dog's excited and they can jump and mouth and and roll all over someone that they're going to learn to be calm. The way I teach calm is I take a dog into a quiet room. I take a comfortable mat. I take a comfortable chew for them and I say settle down. Once they are settled, you can pet them, but if they're very fidgety, you can just step on the leash. Don't step on it to choke them. Step on it so they're comfortable standing, sitting, or lying down, but they don't have much more freedom. Now start to use settle during transitional times like meals and playful interaction. Use settle down to help them gauge their excitement, but Don't use it straight away when they're hyper aroused. First teach them in no stress, then gradually increase the stress so that you can teach your dog a word like settle down or calm down and they'll know they just have to pick up their toy or bone and relax. How to handle leash aggression? I think we did a, Do we do one on that? Nick, a podcast on leash aggression? Uh, episode six. So scroll back and I'll give a little more information. The key thing you want to remember is that when your dog is leashed, they feel trapped because they can't move naturally. There are many fun ways to get your dog happy and comfortable on a leash, but I'm assuming if they're reactive, you don't know those techniques. So if your dog is reactive you need to move away from the trigger. Either run ahead. I, I play a game I call scurry scurry and I run ahead with my dogs and I run around the backyard saying scurry scurry and rewarding them for moving quickly. So if I have a leash reactive situation or another dog is leash reactive, I just say scurry scurry and they run past um, the other dog. That said, I need you to remember that the further you are away from the dog that's causing your dog to react, the calmer your dog will feel. The closer they are, the more it it is just tension-filled. They can smell each other's hormones. So leash reactivity requires some ingenuity. Teach some words you can learn on your walks, like come back and scurry, scurry, um, work with my um other podcast for some more tips on that one. Okay, I see Marmar asks, how can I make my Pomeranian stop nipping on hands and biting on feet and ankles? Well, that's a good question. Um, so here's the thing: when you bring your puppy home from a litter, they view the world in terms of mama and litter mates. To their mother, they are very reverent. They give her all their respect. They're very self-controlled. They learn to inhibit their biting when their mom's around. But when their friends are around, there's no holes barred. They just roughhouse and play with each other. So when your puppy comes home, they're asking, are you more like my mother where I have to be calm and reserved and is a little boring? Or you like my litter mates where you're shouting and screaming and pushing and all of that is super fun to your dog. So first of all, check your reaction, and how it might be feeding into your dog's behavior. Second, get a spray bottle, miniature to small, You're never going to spray your puppy or dog. You're always going to spray a boundary. So you spray yourself. You turn the nozzle in, you spray yourself so that um, their response to being near you is somewhat repugnant. Now, use that sprayer to spray your feet. Again, I use vinegar and water. Um, You can use uh, a bitter spray you get from the store. Um, You can use some oils your dog might find deterrent and dilute 10 drops of tea tree oil into a vial. To stop biting, we just posted um, today, tomorrow, yesterday, we just posted a... Um, Video on teaching your dog or puppy to stop nipping the first thing you need to do is teach them what to do So take a little butter put it on your hand Hold it out in front of your puppy and as they're licking say kisses kisses Do this with everybody who's willing to participate and soon you'll notice that they often engage you by licking your hand or coming and sitting at your feet so next thing I want you to do when the puppy is nipping You're either going to stand up and walk away, so zero engagement, or you're going to extend your hand. You don't need to use butter every time. Extend your hand and ask them to give kisses. The key thing is to be calm. When a puppy is nipping, they often have a need pressing, like they're overtired or they're hungry or they need to poop. So pay attention to that if your puppy's nipping. And they also just nip hard out of habit. You want to teach them that their mouth doesn't belong on human skin. Dat Mag Ike asks, my dog wants attention barking when I'm exhausted from work. What can I do? Well, hopefully you do spend a little time with your dog because your dog, while you were out toiling the fields, was just sitting at home with nothing to do. So I always like to take five or ten minutes out. I come in, I put my stuff down, super calm. Then I'll take a treat cup or I'll take some treats and I'll just run back and forth in the yard calling my dog. That can be done in your house. It can be done in a field nearby. Dogs love chasing games, but you always want to make sure they're chasing you. I'm also going to work on a little impulse control. Wait, watch, find it. Wait, they should sit down. Watch, bring your finger to your eyes find it. So in terms of your responsibility to your dog within that first 15 to 20 minutes that you're home, you should take your dog outside and play with them. Next, if they're barking or whining or ever annoying behavior they have, simply take your hands, put them over your face and count back from 10 or 20 seconds to make sure their calm behavior is holding. Stacey Renando asks, how to increase a fearful or reactive dog's confidence? That's a great question because there's got to be something your dog likes, whether it's swimming, running free in a field. I have a 30-foot long line. I let my dogs go free in a field while still being able to catch them. Um, Could it be digging a hole? Could it be a certain snack that your dog likes more than life itself or a bone? um use these things that they already love interactively teaching things like fetch it by throwing one toy when your dog brings it back produce another one wait until they spit out the first toy to throw that second toy on and on there if your dog loves jumping over hurdles you can buy them but you can also make them with a couple cereal boxes and a broomstick So by doing these games and these interaction things, you're bringing your dog's confidence level up. Something as simple as up the stairs, run up the stairs with them, down we go, run down the stairs with them, or throw a toy up and down the stairs, preferably it would be carpeted. Simple things you can do from the seat of your armchair. You can teach them some tricks or have them weave in and out of your legs. Um, Build their confidence. Number one, when they get anxious, if possible, bring them into a quiet room. Maybe they sleep in your bedroom. That's a safe place where you guys hang out. Bring them there. Maybe it's a a room off the kitchen that's quiet that they can get away from everything. Bring them in there when they're having an anxiety attack. Contain them either on a leash or with a gate and stay calm. Show them that you've been there, done that, and the world is not coming to an end. Okay, Finally, Lisa asks, my dog, a four-month-old puppy, bites me in the evening and doesn't stop. Well, yes, there is the problem we just spoke about, is this crazy nipping, this almost just crazy whirling dervish that takes over your puppy in the nighttime or even in the morning. Remember, dogs are crepuscular, so they're most awake at dawn and dusk. Generally speaking evening is their high point so what I want you to do is take any stuff you have tie it on a leash or a thick rope and drag it around to entice your puppy to grab that say something like get it get it get it or get your toy get your toy encourage them to sink their teeth into something but make it having it on a rope really excites them um use some sort of deterrent spray uh there's store-bought things that are bitter tasting you can also use vinegar some dogs just don't like vinegar put it in a spray bottle and spray your feet and other body parts before you come into the room to be with your puppy all right guys another fun episode of ask sarah thank you so much for your question i hope i shed some light stay up to date with me on instagram where we post daily And tune in next week for another episode of Life Unleashed.